Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Image Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. And once again, we are back to talk about what's been on our mind with the world of photography of late. <laughs> on our mind, there's been a lot of things lately. <laughs> um, but uh, before we get into that stuff, uh, we uh, are very pleased uh, in the response that we had to our Redwoods photo safari coming up May 15th through 19th, we have actually filled seven of the eight available seats. So if you were thinking about doing that, we have one spot left. It's um, And if you signed up, we really appreciate it. Um, and you probably got an email from me already saying that we are a go for that workshop. There's no reason for us to not think it won't. Yeah, this is going to happen. happen. So we are we are go for going to the Northern California, Southern Oregon coast, Redwoods, Seascapes, and anything else we come across um, in May, which would just be a wonderful time of the year. And so if you're behind on your podcast and maybe you miss, miss this one, um, go check out. There's a link on our uh, blog, imagedoctorsphoto.com, where you can get the information to, to sign up for that photo safari. We'd love to have you. So one space is open. This will be a fun one. Oh, definitely. I'm Guaranteed. very much looking forward to it. Yeah, so. me too. I love going up there. Yeah, it's always, uh, you know, just green is good. We get a little yeah. bit, we get a little bit browned out here, uh, where we, <laughs> at, at this elevation, things don't really green up until they don't really even start until early to mid May, about that time. So going somewhere lush, that's on my list of good yeah. things to do. I'm I'm happy with that. So it's green here in July, basically, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not quite so bad, but yeah, it, I'm exaggerating it, a little bit, not much. The elevation is pretty pronounced. It it, it does take a toll on things. Yeah. It, anyhow, um, just uh, oh, and just you know, just as a casual thing, you know, I don't know what you've been up to, but I, I went with uh, with uh, Shayla to the zoo yesterday, and we played mm -hmm. around because she was still, um, she's still learning her OM one that she got um, before the holidays and it was a great place to practice the animal subject detection, you know, what works, what doesn't work, which animals work, um, which things overlap. It was a difficult shooting day. We had really bright, you know, unobstructed sun, um, but we still had a good time. And, uh, and I've you know, said this, before, got a few keepers I, out of it, believe it yeah, or not. So. I think she's got a really good eye for composition so that and was, ideas. That was a, a good thing, even if some of the shooting itself was a, a struggle. One of the things I did that was just kind of fun was, a, you know, where they have the um, the reptile houses, you know, with little chameleons or lizards or mm -hmm. whatever's. And because it's so small, I put the, um, I have that little 60 millimeter macro lens that Olympus mm -hmm. makes or OM, whoever they are now. Um, the thing is about, oh, imagine... Uh, a toilet paper tube that's about two thirds in its length. That's about the size of that lens. So putting in my bag was, was super easy. Um, and I was actually able to get a couple cool shots. Of some of the lizard, you know, just up close in the reptile oh, area, fun. The, you know, nice bokeh, the whole thing. It was, it was quite cool. So I had nice. a good time with that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was cool. Anyway, that was just, you know, fun stuff. And if you're looking for something to do, you know, we've talked about it in the past, those, those shots don't have to be award-winning anything, but they can teach you a lot about what settings you want to use with your camera, how to deal with, how does the meter, how does your histogram work, 
where's your exposure compensation, what shutter speeds will freeze the action, and how does the autofocus handle different subjects. So it's it's definitely a good thing to get out there and practice, regardless if mm-hmm. the, even if you don't think the photos will be worth much in terms of you know photographic value, right. it can be a good tool. But so today, uh, what what do we want to discuss? Because there's just this is just a time of year. We're kind of in between things. There's been some new products, and you know, and it's not really great always weather-wise for getting out and shooting. So what is it that we've been looking well, at? Well, you and I had some conversations about um new product reviews in particular you know it sort of was triggered by the om1 mark ii but this is a longer conversation that we've had Mm. you know for years right right (laughs) oh yeah and and you know portions of it i'm sure many people completely embrace and get and all that kind of stuff but i think there might be some good reminders because at least personally when i read product reviews done by different people, especially if it's on a system or even a camera that I'm very familiar with. Maybe I own, I see strange things and, and I understand some of them and why, but I think it might be good just to walk through this because I think there are some dangers out there in online reviews from anyone, even including us, even though we're so damn honest. I think we are, <laughs> but, but people need to know how to interpret us too. And, and when to diverge from our opinions. Yeah. And, and, and here's, I want to throw this in the mix too. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that's difficult these days is that, you know, brick and mortar camera stores aren't what they used to be. Right. And, and so if you can even find one. Right. And, and so, you know, one, one thing that was, disappointing for us was not not uh was that there actually was uh, a hands-on event a couple weeks ago for the om1 mark ii and we both wanted to go to it it would have involved going to denver and we had about seven inches of snow that day so we didn't go um it's, it's a would bad like to have handled the camera colorado springs and denver when it's like that yeah it wouldn't have been smart or safe or anything like that i would have loved to have gotten my hands on the camera because no review is without its biases. We like to say what ours are. You know, there's no such thing as an objective review there because you have to isn't. pick criteria. And we rely as, 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 as soon as you pick criteria and especially weights for each of those, it's yeah, it's what, already what, with more right? biased or subjective. Correct. And that's going to be everything, right? So there's no mm-hmm. question about that. Um, I think. You know, what we try to do at least here is tell you what those biases are because we shoot a certain way, but, you know, just as a reminder, you know, but a lot of times there is no way to get your hands on a camera, especially if we're in this period between um, announcement and release date. And and then that's why this OM1 thing triggered it because it was announced at the end of January. It's not going to be shipping until the end of this month in February from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that you can do to get information on it is rely on what's being published online. And now you got to start taking the reviewers into account and, you know, where do they get this camera from? You know, whatever. Um, and, and what, who is, who are they writing their review for? And this goes for all of the 
not not just this one camera but it's 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 everything and you know you don't know necessarily what their biases are going to be right rick i mean you just you sometimes just, they just no. they'll tell you sometimes they don't so you got to keep in mind um where'd they get this from you know is it on loan are they you know is it a freebie or are they being paid to review the camera i mean all of these things are, are happen and that and just because someone gets compensated doesn't mean it's a bad review no I mean that that's another thing to keep and in mind. the compensation can be in different forms it, it can be someone is paid to do it you know they're paid to do a shooting campaign show off the photos publish them show online reviews it can be they have a different set of benefits which could in, involve getting discounts on bodies or support in ways that aren't obvious it's um, or publicity um, okay. that is free for them. Um, there are many forms of compensation, but it frequently happens. Right. And just to say, it doesn't mean that the review is going to be biased necessarily, but it is something to con consider. Um, so, But one of the things that we do see, not just with this more recent announcement, but with all of them, is reviewers just echoing talking points given to them by the manufacturer. Right. And they tend to often not stray much from those. Some do. Yes. Yeah. But a lot don't. Right. And, and, and here's the thing. Until you actually get your hands on a camera or whatever, you know, is the reviewer, regardless of what their incentives are or are they going to review the particular feature or feature set that you would find most useful in your own photography? And, you know, right now, you know, looking at videos and, and, and things that are published out there from, you know, for, um, for example, the OM1 Mark II, no one's answered the questions that I actually have about the right yeah. so so i mean i have questions I, I i i you know and and looking at a lot of stuff i see a lot of good things i'm not you know there's actually quite a quite a lot of, of of nice things but i have a couple of questions and i'm unable to get those answered because i don't have the camera in my hand i use certain features in a certain way and that could be completely different um from the way others use the camera and then it would weigh into how they rate the camera yeah so I think an important thing is to realize that what you might value, and I'm talking to our listeners, in a camera or lens may be very different than a reviewer. I mean, it could be very different. If I just well, think about my own stuff, I have some cameras that have very high-end, very modern autofocus systems, all the subject detection stuff and everything. I've got one camera system that I use, thoroughly enjoy. It doesn't even autofocus. Not at it, not at all. No big, no biggie. Right. I value what it does. It's a different experience, but um, let's talk there about can be something that much that's variation. really simple, right? Mm -hmm. We could sit here and talk about how glorious uh, the uh, oh, let's just pick something out the Nikon, you know, eight hundred six point three. Wonderful lens, right? I mean, great lens. I, I've never gotten to handle it, but you did, and mm -hmm. it's sharp as hell. And you know, for all of those things, it, it's over five thousand dollars, right? So I don't care how good it might be; 
it is so far out of if it's so far out of your price range that it just remains an aspirational item you know it, cameras are the same way i can tell you how great this pro camera is but if the camera body costs let's say north of two thousand dollars that's automatically pricing those features out of a lot of people's budget just automatically the thing i will add is pricing is so individual it could be priced at a certain amount of money and one group of people will say that's completely fine i like what it has that fits for me same camera different group of people no that's too much and that's fair that all depends on your financial situation and what you want to spend for on photography which by the way has absolutely no correlation really between whether you're getting paid for your photography photography or not i see that showing up in a lot of reviews this makes no sense for an amateur bs bs that is the stupidest comment that i ever read and i read it frequently it's silly pro photographers could have fewer requirements than many amateurs because of what they shoot a pro photographer could be someone on a cruise line taking pictures with the lowest end old Nikon DSLR. And I've seen those. Out there. Of course we have. And they work. Yeah, they work great. But that's a pro photographer. <laughs> it's, right. it's just a different type. Right. And then there's features that you might see that are in a camera um, that, I mean, I'll give you, some of, I don't even remember, but like the the Nikon Z8, Z9, the Z9, it has some features that are just completely esoteric. That who's going to use it? Well, people stringing together, you know, remote cameras and all this control, and you know, certain scenarios that you or I will probably never come across because we're but just could not be very high value for others that that's that's right and so for example uh most reviews will always talk about video 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 and you and i both don't shoot any video no. really at all um i if i do it's usually with my phone um Ditto. for different reasons but you know and, and they're and, not and, they're and not i'm not trying to videos. dismiss the value of the video because no 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 there are certain things where you want that um, and for because, some people, that's very important and a key feature. That's very different than me. That's fair. So if a camera doesn't have great video features and that's viewed as a, you know, and they ding it for that, doesn't care to me. It just doesn't bother me. Right. But if a camera doesn't have good still autofocus performance, for example, then it would bother me, right? So there's, mm-hmm. so you have to look at what, the features you are because you know especially reviews that aren't done by you know photographers or photography magazines a lot of times cameras get covered by electronics magazines right computers computer and electronics magazine. computer yeah. magazines right so well how do you know that what you know and i'm not saying they have a bad review but it's written for a very different audience um so you know let's talk about this this thing that drives me nuts it's it's when reviewers give a rating on a numerical score. Yeah. That's a tough one. Because what does that mean? What is 7.3 versus 8? You know, or whatever. Does it matter? 
And this goes I, into other scores in other places, sensor scores, lens score, you know, all these things. Yeah. Sometimes that could it could matter, but most of the time it's it's noise. Yeah, and it seems so terribly terribly objective, but it really isn't. The only thing it can do if someone pays really close attention is tell the the reader what the reviewer valued. So was video included in the weighting system? Okay, mm -hmm. that means they value the video. Right. How much was the auto for focus weighted as opposed to something else? Did they weight everything exactly the same? I would make the I would draw the conclusion they didn't think very hard or or really make it at all individual for them. And well, and probably doesn't pertain to anyone else either. You know what I've noticed? What's there are that? cameras and each camera, even within a company's line, but just across they have different strengths and mm -hmm. if you're if you're if your vibe is to go for video a lot there are certain cameras that will do better in that realm even if they don't do as well for stills and mm -hmm. if you want to shoot high action sports or low light you know there are things that work for that so when that's a category it, it, it's almost like there is no all-purpose camera that does absolutely everything for everyone. Mm -hmm. So stop rating it as that as though that's because that you know oh this camera only got an eight because it wasn't as good in this category. Well, that's not what it's for. So it's it's the overall ratings don't really matter. I mean, you can certainly look at the individual components and see what is important to you. Like you said, it was important to the reviewer potentially. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't, you know, when I see a knock on the camera saying, yeah, it's video performance is somewhat weak, I'm like, whatever. It's almost like that doesn't even matter to me, but it could be very important to others. So, but yeah. size and weight and form factor and lens choices, all these other things that, that just get left out of reviews. You know, we've talked about the system as a whole. What, if you buy this thing, what, options do you have to support it because that's that's critical yeah i think it's incredibly important unless you plan on buying a a camera and a lens and that's all you're going to buy ever um, it's incredibly important yeah now they also will talk about as a thing ergonomics and handling it's also a subjective thing right that's very uh, I, and i'll just give you a very quick example of that because I've owned Nikon cameras and Sony cameras and Canon cameras, Olympus cameras. They're all fine. Sony cameras you, you, get banned never been on for ergonomics. I have no problem at all using Sony cameras. They're not uncomfortable. They're not weird. They've got lots of customizable buttons, which are nice. No problem. You just, guess what? You learned it. Yeah. It's almost like you sat there and learned, took the time to learn the camera and got yeah. comfortable shooting with it. And then there you are. Yeah. Cause I, I was asked during one of our recent workshops, you know, but given that I own them, you know, which is best. And I, I thought about it and I said, none of them, <laughs> they're all right. fine. They're just different. I kind of like different. It's kind of fun. But yeah. Well, and the days of radically different image quality, output quality, um, are long in the rearview mirror 
you know, sensors mattered a lot more 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms of what it could do, because there were image quality differences between high end, low end cameras or different brands. And, And most of that is completely in the wash now. Yeah. So, and you know, another one that's fun, you know, when they talk about color rendition, should that even be a criteria anymore? I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm going to vent a little. Okay. I am so sick and tired. I don't know where this came from. I am so sick and tired about hearing about color science. Ugh. Or just like, this I, like I said, I colors. shoot with a bunch of different cameras. It's not like I download images from one and think, oh, my God, I wish these had these colors instead or whatever. I can't even tell. I just simply go in there and start tweaking with very simple stuff until the photos look the way I want them to. So, None of them, all of them require tweaking. All of them. So you bring up a all good of point. them require the same amount of tweaking. <laughs> right. There... So this thing about Canon color or Fuji color yeah. or Nikon color or Sony color or whatever, it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, that only applies if you never process your photos and you only shoot in JPEG, for example. Yeah. In which case, then, sure, you might. And but the differences but are stupid. They're not. Yeah. No, I mean, if you were, if all you were doing was was laying out in camera JPEGs and that's how you shot, no one would say, "Oh, well, your colors aren't right." They would yeah. be different if you looked at things side by side, possibly. And but to be super clear. I do understand about the arrays and the cameras and how that can affect things. But what I'm saying is in practice, it, I have not seen it matter. I can get colors that I like out of any of those systems I listed off, plus others. No problem. And, Piece of and if you shoot in raw, then it's almost... An, it's, that's because that's what I do. Right. It, it's a non-thing. So, you know... What what I mean? So if you're a JPEG shooter, maybe pay closer attention. But even then, there are a lot of opportunities to tweak parameters to oh, get sure. closer to where you you want. Right, right. It's it's if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not the kind of person who just downloads a JPEG and then shares that as is. Mm-mm. But if that's what you do, then I suppose then there could be you know that could be a criteria mm-hmm. for for you. Um, the other thing too is, um, what do you already own? Right. Huge. I mean, I can tell you, you could probably tell me how great, you know, some other camera is, but if it's not in the system I already have, do I really want to change systems? It's not an easy thing to do or, or add a system. Um, I did that once and it was, it just got a little bit awkward at times. Whereas in my case, I kind of like it. Well, and it, it's, and it's, it's cool an to have multiple. You know, it's it's, it's an cool. interesting mental exercise for me. I kind of enjoy it. I enjoy learning about other things, but for most people, it's not what they care to do, and and that's fine. Right. So, you know, I wish we could always have enough smarts out there because. You know, to to be able to go to a camera store and say, show me this and show me where that feature is and hope that the person there has enough knowledge to find it 
um, and and demonstrate the feature, but it doesn't always work that way. And, you know, so you just got to be real, real careful. Um, it'll be, you know, one, one thing too is, um, let me, let me ask a different question. Mm-hmm. There's a psychological component of, of reviews as well. I mean, there's the, for me, it's, I want to see, uh, how, what improvements have been made, what, you know, what, you know, if something is better, if it's worth upgrading, right. Or, or, or not. But some people just want to see a review and they just want to see that their camera has a 10 star review or a five star mm-hmm. review, whatever, the, you know, yeah. 10 out of 10. Um, yeah, that's I've not seen, what this is about. You know, know, I've, <laughs> seen, like, <laughs> I've seen people clamoring, you know, for a review on their camera. I've owned this for three months and the formal review still isn't out. It's like, don't you know if it works for you or not? Right. Or is this something that you're using to tell someone else? my camera is better than yours look here and right, and see? if that's really your motivation please think hard about that you know put more stock into what you think about it the michelin star rating of camera it shouldn't be what someone else cares about because again they're going to have a different value set no matter what yeah no that, matter what but it it's it is true you know it's Maybe we'll talk about this some other time. I've been brainstorming things, and there's the saying that says, "You know, it doesn't matter what camera you have; a good photographer will be able to get you know, the shots." Mm-hmm. And and to a, a large extent, that's true. Mm-hmm. But there also are features that will make the likelihood of you getting the shots that you want better for certain kinds of shooting, like. If we go out to take pictures of birds, you're probably not going to bring your little compact Fuji camera. Your F, uh, you, you know, the, what, what's the one that you have? The X100. Oh, that one. Yeah. The right. X100 right. With deep, a fixed yeah. 35 millimeter lens, right? right. Like, no, yeah. no, it's not going to work. It's not going to function. It's not going to be the same thing. I might if take, I go- be able to take nifty shots of people taking photos of right (laughs) right i mean and and if you go out with a camera that has you know let's just say it's capped at three frames per second or something like that can Mm -hmm. you get pictures of birds in flight of course you can will you get as many or as unique will it be as it will it be easy it might not be easy so there are features in cameras that will make the likelihood of you getting keepers better you know, if, if, if you get a range finder, there's things you can do and there's things you can't do, you know, it's just, so, so it's not, it's not that nothing matters. There are features that matter, but the trick is to see just what that is and how it fits in with you. I know a lot of people who tell me I don't need to upgrade my camera to the subject detection thing. Cause all I take pictures of are travel and landscapes. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's cool, man. Yeah. No problem. Sense. No problem. Save your money for a new lens. It's all good. So anyway. Yeah. Or just save your money to pay for a trip. Exactly. Like I know one that's coming up to the Redwoods. That would be fun to go. You know, I've heard there's <laughs> one slot left on that one. It Pretty wild. Quickly, though. Pretty wild. I want to jump on it. Anyway. Um, so just keep in mind, you know, w- one thing that will be nice to see in general Um especially with newer stuff is when the independent reviews start coming out, you know, 
but you, even then, you, you know, same caveats, the same issues, right? And, and and I will say there is a lot of misinformation out there, and there is a certain amount of disinformation too, unfortunately. Right. Well, so, so right. there are reviewers. someone who just doesn't know. Sometimes there are people who intentionally skew things a certain way because of brand biases or whatever. Right. Good or bad. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Some people have an ax to grind and, you know, it, it, it's, yeah. it's tough. And, you know, we get flooded with so much stuff. Um, anyway. Uh, By the way, I'll just make one statement. Yeah. If we talk about something, whether it's a camera or a lens, you'll find that we don't typically spend a huge amount of time on it. Usually it's more like, yeah, it worked pretty well. It seems sharp whatever that's oftentimes the only stuff that is more global um so mm -hmm. we would invite questions and comments from people you know what do you think what did you think about this this is the kind of thing i shoot would you think what you saw would be important for me or not we'll do our very best to answer those questions and we're very happy to get them we really like having more engagement more comments mm -hmm more feedback, whatever, bring it on. I'll, I'll tell you something that's, I'll give you a funny scenario. It's just mm -hmm. interesting. It's a psychological thing, right? Years ago, I did a YouTube video on my site for comparing the 500 F4 that I used to have, mm -hmm. you know, great lens and the 200 to 500 Nikon, which was, you know, a third of the price, if, mm -hmm. if, if that. But also right? a very nice lens. It, it was a very nice in lens. In different and I, ways. And, and I looked at things like, you know, autofocus speed and looking at overall sharpness. And, you know, I put it up there. And the comments come in two flavors. You know, there's the people who say, well, see, this shows you that the 200 to 500, which at the time was, I don't know, how much did it cost? Like $1,200 or something like that, yeah. or whatever it was, uh, is good enough for, you know, it's like, it's, it's close sure. enough opt, you know, it's a, you're not missing out. And then the other camp was, you can really see how much sharper that 500 F4 is. And, mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't that much, you know, but it was there. It was, it was discernible. But it's the kind of thing that 99% of us would, wouldn't worry about. So should you go out and spend seven grand on a lens or 1200 Depends on what camp you're in and what your what financial your needs situation and, is. And, and, you know, there are, there are some things where you need, you need the, the extras are worth paying for. So it's just funny that, that, uh, you know, everyone's going to yeah. see it from a different, from a different point of view and. Sure you know if if cost were no no object if money was not a factor it would be a very different way of thinking about things so anyway well that's been you know deep thoughts with with rick and jason <laughs> today um i don't know what else but uh as always probably we not that deep in reality but we encourage our listeners to send us uh ideas for for show topics um you can do that on our um facebook page or you can go to imagedoctorsphoto.com and check out our contact information and you can also um choose to be a really cool person and support our podcast via patreon which you can get to from our blog page as well so that's imagedoctorsphoto.com and our patrons get uh, bonus videos bonus blog content get to participate in um and in, in uh image feedback and 
and critique. Uh, friendly, of course, because we don't like bashing people. Uh, so again, if you're supporting us, we want to thank you again. And if you're not, can, please consider uh, supporting our show. So until next time, happy shooting. All right. Bye-bye.